The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And this week is no exception. Today we're going to talk about channeling. We're going to talk about Atlantis. We're going to talk about Gaia. We're going to talk about the Beatles. We're going to talk about uh, some historical figures like William Shakespeare. We're going to talk about Vivaldi, Peter the Great, Hiawatha. We're going to talk about cannabis. We're going to talk about ayahuasca and other kind of planetary influences on our Gaia or planet Earth. So we've got a packed show. Our special guest is a writer who channels through an entity called uh, Thor. Her name is Diana Mary Rose, and she's written a book called, many books, but this one's called Atlantis and Gaia. And it's got a lot of really interesting information uh, about all this information that comes through to her by channeling. So the book was kind of pre-written. She didn't have to do any editing or anything. She just, as she will tell us, kind of takes dictation, similar to other channels that we've had on the show. And a lot of the focus of her work uh, in this particular book is on um, some historical figures that had some significance, and in this case, in pop culture, really gets into the the significance of the Beatles, the, the collectively, the four of them, each one individually, what each one kind of represents and meant and what their journeys were and if they kind of pursued the right path for themselves and, and successfully achieved that which they aimed to achieve when they came here to the planet. And uh, it's fascinating stuff. And I wasn't sure, I'll be honest with you, I get a lot of uh, invitations uh, from uh, potential guests to uh, ask me to invite them on the show. And uh, I really, I do it myself. I go through the guests and I'm like, hmm, maybe, 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 okay, no. And I base it on what would I think would be interesting to our listeners, you, the audience, my viewers and listeners, and is there new information there worth um, considering? And also for myself, because I'm part of the audience also. I'm the representative of the audience in that I'm asking the questions that I think I would want to ask have asked if I was in the audience. So I make my determination based on, is this going to be interesting? Is there going to be some information here that we can all consider? Can this help us live better lives? So I was kind of on the fence with Diana Mary Rose, not because there's anything wrong with her or the work she does, but I just wasn't sure if I was processing enough. However, we had our conversation, and I was delighted because she's very interesting, lives in uh, the UK, and uh, we had a great conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. And we're going to talk about the Beatles and uh, a lot of other stuff and a lot of other historical characters, and I think it's a lot of fun. And then it's up to you to decide, like it was up to me to decide, am I buying this completely? Is this just an experience that she was having? I know it's true for her. I know that. Um, 
she is tapped into a collective. I know that um, she allowed me to uh, communicate with this collective, Thor, and during the show and also afterwards, and the information I got was spot on and very helpful. So give it a listen. Let's see how we do. And uh, Guys Guys Radio, I think you're going to enjoy this one. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio is the interview portion of our show. We've got a very special guest today. We're going to talk about channeling. We're going to talk about Reiki. We're going to talk about homeopaths. We're going to talk about psychics, clairaudience, telepathic abilities, celebrity reincarnations, all kinds of stuff here. It's a real mixed bag on Guys Guys Radio. And my special guest's name is Diana Mary Rose. She's coming to us from uh, the UK. She's a psychic medium, a Reiki and Sekhem master of the healing arts, classically trained homeopath. Her clairaudient and telepathic abilities are profound, and she uses those skills while writing. Telepathy means, telepathy rather, means that she can chat away with source in an uninhibited manner. And that comes through in her writings. Her lively style reflects the world upstairs, which is free of earthly concern. Her spirit guides support her. Alter egos, past family members, other souls play a part in her book work. The name of the book we're going to talk about today, it's called Atlantis and Gaia, Magic, Reincarnation, COVID and Earth Healing Today. Mary Rose, Diana, Mary Rose, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Welcome to the show. Diana Mary Rose. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. You're welcome. Um, and as I mentioned, there's so many things to uh, your work, so much to your work and so many different topics we can cover. I didn't want to just nail it down to one thing. So let's have a good conversation and really get into some things that I think our audience might be interested in. But first, let's start with you, because you have all these different abilities. I've interviewed various channelers and psychics on the show many times. And um, your skill set seems a little bit different. How exactly would you describe yourself and um, the gifts you have? And when did they come about for you, Diana? Right. Okay. Well, I would call myself a serious meditator. I've been meditating now for about 15 years every single day, uh, sometimes up to an hour or even two hours. And what I have discovered through that process is the more you meditate, the more psychic you become. So over time, I have become more and more psychic with more and more gifts. Um, First of all, seeing seeing pictures, then hearing the odd word, hearing a sentence or two. And then gradually over time, the clairaudience has come through very, very clearly indeed. Um, And about two years ago now, two or three years ago, I suddenly realized I was having conversations upstairs rather than merely well merely how can I say merely but hearing a sentence or two or or understanding perhaps a past life and I've also been um cataloging my past lives um for again 10 or 15 years because once I started meditating I started to see them and I started to understand them so um but I would say on the whole going right back to childhood there was, there was always a profound psychic ability there, but through meditating, um, since I was, what, about 50, I'm 65 now, um, that really has shot me into a different level of mediumship 
mm-hmm. that was that was before. So that that's my path, really, my pathway. Okay. About through meditating. When you first discovered these abilities, Diana, did you uh, know what they were? Did you welcome them? Did you suppress them, and then they came back later, and then you dialed them up when you began uh, a meditative practice in, uh, uh, you know, on a daily basis? No, I I, I found it very exciting. I I've always, all the way through my life, found psychic things fascinating. So that there's never ever been a a fear at all. I mean, I discovered Reiki probably um, 25 years ago. And um, that again, you know, I was starting to see things um, and hear things and also talking to people and what they see and hear and so on. So once I started meditating a few years after that, it was just uh, a, a deeper level of what I already understood. Um, and uh, no, I, I found it very exciting and wonderful. Yeah. Well, I am also, I am a Reiki master teacher and it took me about 10 years to go through the process. I wanted to spread it out and I am a hypnotist also. And I found that when I got to the Reiki master teacher level, my visual perspective on everything I saw changed. In other words, if I stood on the beach and looked out at the ocean, it's like I could put my hand out and dip my finger into the ocean two miles away. That was that was the biggest change. I thought my perspective changed ever since then. Have and I meditate every day. I've been doing so for about five years. Has my psychic abilities uh, dialed up? I believe so. I think by just getting into that groove every day as a as a practice, that uh, the blockages, if you will, seem to kind of fade away. Does that make sense to you, yes, Diana? Absolutely, absolutely, and. Um... Yeah, it is. It is about releasing negativity, releasing blockages um, from the, the human aura, auric field. And certainly uh, in the early days when I was meditating, sometimes my whole arm would jump or my, my leg would jump. And that would be I would understand that to be a major blockage, which is just gone, you know. And on occasion, the whole body would jump, you know, from nowhere. So it, it is it is the most extraordinary experience. Yeah. Now, when um, you started kind of getting a look into some of your past lives, et cetera, were you tapping into the Akashic, your own uh, earthly Akashic records or galactic Akashic records or not Akashic records at all? Just getting a look at uh, different incarnations you may have had. I think when I've when I've seen them, it's because I've more often than not I've been healing an aspect of myself using Reiki or say chem, um, and then these pictures would come up. So they're a sort of natural part of I think releasing trauma from the human aura. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I tend to see it: is is aspects of the human aura being cleansed. And um, I mean, it is it is quite fascinating because I mean I've always had right from the well pretty well from the age of three or something, you know, huge fear about the First World War, which I didn't really understand. I just thought I was being a bit silly, you know, as you do. Um, But now I realize, because I've seen it, that I had a life in the First World War and uh, I was, you know, traumatically injured and died as a result of of those wounds. So um, I've also experienced my death. um, And that was probably one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. I experienced my own death as a First World War soldier um, going to the light. I remember seeing these in a, in a uh, sort of meditational process or whatever, uh, seeing these arms reaching down towards me to pull me up. And the most extraordinary 
extraordinary feeling of um, love. That's the only thing you can say. Um, you know, as I as I reach that higher level. Mm. So yeah. So this, but, but as a three year old, I just thought, well, I'm being silly, and everyone else probably thought so too. Um, but no, it it's again, it's it's a link between a lot of prior life and uh, uh, today. You know. Okay. Um, Sekhem. What is Sekhem? For those who it's, aren't it's, unfamiliar, it's ancient Egyptian healing. So, you know, as um, Reiki is um, Tibetan, Japanese, I think or Tibetan, Tibetan yeah. comes comes mm. via Japan. Um, this is ancient Egyptian um, healing, and uh, when I was um, attuned to it, I and mean, it's a very similar process to to Reiki, you're attuned to that that uh, uh, that energy. Um, I remember seeing this, um, this strange character. Um, just on the top of my nose, you know, sort of around here. <laughs> and I thought, who is that, you know? And I thought, well, the closest thing I can imagine is it's the Hierophant from the Tarot. But it wasn't, but it wasn't. Anyway, so I Googled it, like you do. And uh, and then uh, what it said was the Hierophant is based on Osiris. Now, I then Googled Osiris. I thought, that's what I saw. That's what I saw, you know, but it's, it's, it's wonderful when, when you do it that way around, you see a vision and, and then you find it on the internet. Think, yes, I saw Osiris. Um, and that was almost directly after that moment when I was attuned to Egyptian, uh, okay. Egyptian healing energy. In your book, uh, Atlantis and Gaia, you talk about a lot of uh, celebrity reincarnations, um, the, the kind of uh, significance of various celebrities. We'll get into that. But for yourself, who were you from your own studies and self-study when you, you seem to have a number of very interesting lives? Could you t share with us some of those uh, incarnations? Yes. Um, now, I know for a fact that... Um, uh, I've been Nebuchadnezzar in the, the 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 Old Testament. I know a bit about him. Um, also, um, Harry Hotspur, um, and also Julian of Norwich. So it's a sort of a slightly weird combination of of uh, famous people coming through there. Um, and um, but also, I mean, it's not always famous lives that come through. Sure. The 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 important ones are are the ones that do the most damage. And, um, for example, my first world war life, I now realize his name is Henry. It took a long time to get that name to come through. And another one called Caroline in the 18th century. She was connected to Versailles. So, so there are those that, that, uh, that come through. But the famous ones, I think those are, those are three of the big, the big okay. names. <laughs> now, you say you know for a fact, and I'm not, I'm not challenging. I'm well, just not, uh, asking a, a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you know that you were Nebuchadnezzar? Because I heard it, because Claire audience, you hear words. Um, is this, and, are, these, yeah. are these guides that are, is it a collective? Or are these guides who are communicating with you? And are, yeah. is it the same one or different ones pop in and out? How does it work for you, Diane? Yeah, most, most of the time it's, it's the same spirit guide. And his name is Thor. He gives his name Thor. as Thor. Okay. And I hear his voice quite clearly. It's, it's, a, it's a deep, uh, urbane voice. Uh, it's lovely. And uh, so when I'm writing away, writing my books, uh, the computer here, um, I will basically be hearing the next sentence starting just as I'm finishing the last sentence. So it is really, I, I would say, taking, right? taking yeah. dictation, taking mm -hmm. dictation. And amongst that dictation comes through 
who I was in a past life okay. explaining it. And uh, you, you, what more can you do than that? Other than, of course, um, you can look at your fears and phobias uh, in this lifetime and also your, uh, your favorite destinations, as in Versailles, and your horrible places you would never go and intuit to a certain extent where you've lived in a past life. But yes, I, I hear the words. Um, okay. Let's uh, talk about your book. Once again, my special guest, Diana Mary Rose on Guys Guys Radio. Uh, the book we're focusing on today is Atlantis and Gaia, Magic Reincarnation, COVID and Earth Healing Today. Um, you mentioned uh, the Beatles, who everybody loves, and the significance of them, and that the four of them kind of chose to incarnate as a uh, as a group, a quartet, if you will, and they all had different kind of messages to share. Could you, for our listeners and viewers, t- talk to us a little bit about the significance of the Beatles and a little bit about each one of them, John, Paul, George, and Ringo? Hmm. Yeah, as, as I as I as I hear it, um, they incarnated as a group to bring love to the earth after the Second World War. Um, and uh, if you think about Beatlemania and the the unbelievable hysterical love that that created, you can see how that could be. Um, so, for example, the, I mean, the World War War was followed by the Cold War, and by the the early sixties, it was getting into a very dangerous situation. And um, as I understand it, they were brought through to bring love to uh, the situation to calm calm the calm the waters, shall we say. Um, now, within that group, you have different personalities. So that is one thing I mentioned in my book is the mission. We're all born with a mission in life. And that was uh, the group's mission was to bring love through at that time through their music. But each individual Beatle will also have his own personal mission, which sure. goes alongside that. And um, what I'm saying is that John Lennon uh, was a peacemaker in uh several past lives and he he brought that uh that mission through in this lifetime as well to bring peace to the world and of course he is well known in the late 60s you know challenging uh the united states on vietnam and all these kind of things um and also um what i'm saying is that he was he was pushed slightly off um, off that mission, not not completely off it, but he was pushed sort of um, in a slightly different direction by Yoko Ono, um, so that he didn't achieve the ultimate accolade that he should have done, which would have been um, the Peace Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize. So what, as I understand it, he was meant to get that Peace Prize, but because of whatever happened, um, a slightly stronger personality perhaps pushing him in other direction he didn't manage that now that's that's john and um let me ask you one question here diana i just thought of this is that was his uh assassination if you will predetermined or was that something that was based on um free will and choices made during his lifetime i i don't i don't actually know about the the assassination what i do understand is that he wasn't meant to die at that moment had he had he progressed along his mission correctly, then he wouldn't have died at that point. No, but you know these 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 things happen. Um, and uh, he was Hiawatha, 
in a past life, who is a, a great peace man in North America. So you know, his, did, his did Thor tell you, did, did Thor explain, how did you make that connection? Well, he, he told me. John Lennon? <laughs> I mean, I just write, I just write, I'm, the, I'm just the vessel, I write down. No, I know, but who, who, who told you that? That, that would be Thor, yes. Okay, that's true, okay, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so there's, say in the, in the book, there's a sort of, quite a bit, bit of information about John and, and how he came to be who he is and so on and so forth. Um, and then the other major Beatle that I mentioned is George Harrison. And he has two separate areas to him in terms of his past lives. He has his monk lives. So um, what I'm saying, he's been a monk many, many times over, uh, including Rasputin, in fact. Um, and um, and I do draw attention to the 70s when his long tousled hair, you know, how that could be a little bit of a Rasputin image there. Um, but he has his monk lives uh, because he is a deeply spiritual involved man. Uh, but he also has his musical lives, too. And uh, what I'm also saying is that he was Antonio Vivaldi uh, in a past life. And that influences his music. So he comes through with a, uh, a strong musical gene, in a sense, as it were, through his past lives. But he also comes with a strong uh, religious element to him as well. And you can see both of those aspects, of course, in, yeah. in his life, how that it's, would be. So, interesting very, that he, he didn't yeah. have the, the, the most songs. I think he kind of got repressed a little bit as a Beatle because he was the, the youngest. But he might have had the best songs that the Beatles ever did in terms of musical quality. Not that the others weren't great, but yeah. he had some really special songs. Here Comes the Sun, Something, uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. He had some very prolific songs. Mm, mm. And they've, they've, they've lasted the test of time, haven't yes. they? Yeah, yeah. No, he's um, okay. He's, a, he's a, a very interesting man. Yeah. So how, how about Paul then? Paul doesn't really come into it. Paul, um, no, I don't. Paul doesn't really come into my book, um, at all. Ringo comes in very briefly. Um, I, it's it's an interesting process writing a book when you're taking dictation from spirit because, you know, you can uh, you can, you just you just go with what you're told really. Mm -hmm. uh, you can ask occasionally, but um, no, balls, balls. So does Thor show up for you um, when Thor wants to or when you sit down to write or random times or um, like right now, is Thor with you? Can Does he want to, is there any spirits out there want to be brought forth and talk to our audience or give us some type of messaging? Yeah. Um, he will he will respond to a question. I think he he has to have a question. Um, otherwise, he's silent. So, uh, what okay. sort of? Should I ask a personal question or a more general question for mankind? Does it matter? Uh, well, go ahead. Let's see. Okay. What what, <laughs> what 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 do I need to know right now, Robert Manny? Right. What do you, what do you need to know as a person? Um, Well, what they're saying is you're, you're okay. What they're saying is you're listening into soul right now, but you're not studying the ethics behind your situation. Um, ethics matter. So, what they're saying is you can you can live a wholesome life, but were you to read the dictates of your soul more strongly? you would get a 
you would get a stronger connection. And that is where you are desperately trying to achieve a greater connection with soul, but you cannot do it. So we say, when I say we, I'm, I'm hearing, listen, okay. we say you need to be more ambivalent about what you do and not be so dictatorial with your own business. So relax, enjoy the sunshine and feel into your soul in a greater and denser manner and then you will get the messages coming through far clearer that's what they said okay how so it, um be quite a deep message yeah how can i uh, since they have acknowledged that i am trying to do exactly what they've said how can i do a better job of that so you know when you're being dictatorial trying to control things make things happen but what you need to do sometimes to make things happen is to step back and I'll, I'll, it's about allowing Yes, that's right. Um, okay, they say you need to relax. Okay, they're saying you need to relax into a cup of tea. That's not just <laughs> one because tea is a very healing entity. Tea, tea heals the heart, and if you have a cup of tea, if you grab a cup of tea, they're saying between scenes between your workload, you will find that that impacts on your strong character, and that will help you to push through despite enabling you to access spirit at the same time so tea is a good one to go for they're saying um, other than that you need to heal your own heart at soul for at soul the heart is slightly disconnected from here it's not it's not a bad one they're saying it could be worse but the, there is a there is a disconnect and if you were to heal that connection then you would find it much easier and greater to be the loving entity that that you are so you show some people a lot of love but you can oh, you can be quite belligerent they're saying sure. uh, at other times now that's not necessarily a bad thing to be at all in fact it's a good thing in your situation but you do need to control that temper of yours yes and that can be done so <laughs> through further meditation and also through tea drinking they're saying so they're they're they're, they're suggesting a good old cuppa there <laughs> that is fantastic i love it okay diana mary rose um and thor with us today thank you so much and thank you thor um are there any, um, let me ask you about this. The Rolling Stones, you mentioned the Beatles and their their importance to our culture. And then you have, and they were around for about six or seven years at the same time, right on the tail of the uh, Beatles coming out were the Rolling Stones. And now here they are, their music is more grounded than the Beatles, if you will. The Beatles are more ethereal. The Stones stayed together through a lot of calamity. They've had deaths. They've had group change, you know, uh, membership changes to a certain extent. But you've still had Jagger and Keith Richards and Charlie Watts until recently and Ron Wood for the last 40 years, I think. And they seem to um, reflect the 3D lives that many of us go through and experience on a daily basis on Earth. To me, they're much more grounded 
than the Beatles. I'm not saying they're better or worse, whatever, but they've lasted now 60 plus years and they're about to release, I think, new music. So what is the significance if there is one of the Rolling Stones and uh, how does that uh, how does that differ from the Beatles? Okay, well, um, what they're telling me is the Rolling Stones were meant to be a grouping forever. They are a group that is regrouped through time. Mm-hmm. And in this life, they were meant to stay for good. And that means until, until death do us part. That was not the case with the Beatles. The Beatles came through on a 60s vibration to heal the world at that moment in time. And then they separated. And that was for their own purposes. For they, they wished to continue with their own missions in the 70s and move forwards. The Rolling Stones did not do that. They wanted to be a group forever. Um, Had they parted, they would still have turned up on occasion to meet again and again. They would they will never part forever. Um, So that that's it. it, it, It's all about what you decide, I think, in advance of this incarnation. Mm -hmm. And if that's the purpose, you do it. Is there any uh, incarnation um, um, surprises, if you will, uh, where you had, you know, George Harrison was Rasputin and Vivaldi? How about like somebody else who is a virtuoso musically like Keith Richards? And he's had his obviously some issues with substances and things like that. But there's just, you know, he's got an antenna for music, obviously. Yeah. um, Well, I mean, the the one that I didn't mention, she went in the book and then she came out again. Um, is Angelina Jolie um, okay. was Jane Austen mm. so that was an interesting one that came through um, and um, also um, Brian Jones who died young of course mm-hmm. um, was um, Keats a poet so he came through on a poetry vibration and that was one of the reasons why he simply couldn't hack it as a rolling stone um, he was too sensitive um, so yeah, so I've, so I know a little about a bit about him. And actually, the interesting thing about um, Brian Jones is, if you look at a painting of Keats, and then you look at Brian Jones, you can see a bit of a likeness. You know, this is something I, again I'm sort of getting into now. Is um, when I hear something about somebody in a past life, I Google them and uh, see and um, uh, and and see whether there's a physical connection and quite often there, there there can be it depends on the personality uh when you've got a similar face coming through and you can have very similar faces it's because the personality is similar too um so they re- they reincarnate uh in a similar character but uh yeah so that was an interesting one and uh also dear old george harrison um he um Again, I, I I put in the book was Peter the Great. I mean, the, um, George has a ridiculous number of uh, famous past lives. Now, if you Google um, George on the Sgt. Pepper album and you Google Peter the Great, you'll see a very similar face. <laughs> wonderful moustache, you know. And, of course, dear George, I mean, he's wearing those 18th century silks and things, which, again, um, helps. But, yeah, you, you can see some, you can yeah. see a similarity coming through. Now, in the book, I believe that you uh, reached out, I guess, through Thor to George to ask some questions and he came through. Yes. Is that true? That true? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's right. And that, that came through as a, as a, from George. And this is where you get in the book, 
um, you get perhaps slightly different writing styles coming through sometimes. I know that's confused people a bit. She's all over the place with her writing style, you know, and that's because I'm I'm downloading in a sense right. a different personality. So if um, time, so if I mentioned a name, if they're available, can they come through Thor right now? Possibly. Uh, Probably not, okay. because because I don't I don't normally do that. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm that's when I I'm in a pretty deep state of writing away. Okay. But I, what I have heard, um, I do hear accents very very clearly sometimes. I have heard a few years ago Princess Diana was writing an article about Princess Diana, and I heard a voice. I mean, it, and it was it was perfect. You know, it wasn't even close. It was it was her voice coming through. So, clear audience. Yeah, it's quite an extraordinary. How, how does that work for you, Diana? Have you? Uh, how has that affected your life? And uh, you considered it a gift, or it's like, oh no, here they come again. How do how do you how do you see this experience? When they when they it's, this is called telepathic audio. Now, when that came, when that did come through suddenly with abundance about three years ago, it did freak me out a little bit for. A few weeks, if not a month, and uh, but uh, now I think it's wonderful. I just love it. I mean, I'm just living in an ethereal wonder, of wonderful world of of information because I can just send off a question, and uh, boom, back comes an answer. You know, uh, so no, I, it doesn't bother me now, but it it did it did a, for a short time. Yeah. But, uh, How about um uh, a historical figure that comes through? Uh, um, very much so in the book is William Shakespeare. And so many people have different opinions as to was Shakespeare one person? Was it a group of writers? Who was William Shakespeare, according to uh, your guides? Yeah, well, as, as I understand it, he was a local lad with superior um, uh, psychic abilities. So what I'm saying is that he was, he was, similar to me in the sense that he had not only uh, clairaudience, but he had telepathic abilities. So he was hearing his plays uh, and writing them down from soul. Um, and to me, that would make very good sense because I couldn't write these books without help from up there, you know, so why should he? I mean, you think what a genius he is. How could one man do all that? Well, he can if he is totally psychic. Um, and also, um, he is bringing a skill through that he's already had before, because what I'm saying in the book, as I heard it, is that he was Virgil before. So he's, he's the guy who wrote the Aeneid and, and, and so on um, in a, a past, past life. So in other words, when you've got a skill and you reincarnate, you, you build up on that skill that you've already got, which means that you are moving fast, you know. Okay. Uh, All right. Diana Mary Rose, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. And the name of the book is Atlantis and Gaia. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Atlantis and Gaia? What are the significances of, of Atlantis? People understand that to be a civilization that was highly evolved, that uh, when things changed on the planet Earth and the ley lines and things like that, that now it's kind of underneath someplace in South America. And um, and Gaia is Earth itself, which most people don't realize is a living, breathing entity that we're all part of. I actually do a, a part of my daily meditation. I I say to Gaia, I do Ho'oponopono with it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for all the 
lousy things I've done to the planet along the ways, whether it be litter or not be nice to an animal or eating meat or whatever it is. We've all done things that are not as respectful to our mother Gaia that, that than we should be uh, way more respect, respectful than we are. So tell us about the significance of Atlantis. What was it? What is it? Why it matters? And also about what we need to know about Gaia and how we can take better care of it. Yeah. Um, well, again, what I'm what I'm saying in the book is that the Atlantean civilization has invaded uh, at least three times. There, there isn't just one civilization. There are many, which is why you get multiple stories about Atlantis and they don't always kind of agree with each other. Um, and the Atlanteans arrived after the dinosaurs were ex became extinct. There was some sort of cataclysmic uh, disaster at that time, and life um, drew to a close. And then the Atlanteans came in. They, they were aliens. They came in in spaceships and landed um, in order to put the, they were scientists, in order to bring life back to the planet. So they, they came quite specifically to get the, the air functioning properly, uh, to put in ley lines, to allow the soil to be fertile and to, to get the, uh, the Amazonian rainforest up and running and, you know, just to get plant life back on. They also brought us healing herbs. So they put into the ground everything we should need in order to survive today. Um, so that's the connection with Gaia and, and the healing herbs that I put mm -hmm. into. Well, let me let me ask you about that, uh, Diana, because um, you mentioned two in the book, uh, which are pretty popular, uh, cannabis, which so many people have tried, and then ayahuasca, which has become more and more popular nowadays, although I'm not sure if that's being distributed or taken in a very mindful manner at all times, because it's a whole uh ceremony that goes around you know you can't you can't just goof around with ayahuasca cannabis is something that's become pretty mass if you will and now it's uh it's uh legal you can get all these cbd products also tell us about those two and uh, their implications on how they impact humans yeah well the 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 message that came through was was quite clear which was that cannabis is not for us to use um, so we we use and abuse that herb, uh, and we shouldn't be. It's actually a uh, place there for, and this sounds wacky. Well, it's all wacky, isn't it? Let's face it. Uh, for the <laughs> for the angels, it's an, some sort of angelic uh, herb. I mean, you've got to read books. It's, it's like, um, and um, but it 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 was never meant for mankind, and it does damage. You know, it does it does do some damage. Uh, and I think we we all know it, you know, in extreme cases it can bring on paranoia and stuff. Um, so that was that was that. Um Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, no, good question. Um well, I don't know. I forgot I've I've forgotten what I put in the book now, but um what they're saying now is ayahuasca is not unusual to take for Native American Indians, but it's not suited to the Western world in general. So it can work well if you have a Native American heritage, but it won't do you any good if you are from another part of society. That's that's that was channeled information just now. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it seems like we're in a, a time where there's a lot of things, obviously things, th things have sped up. So much has happened in the past hundred years and it gets faster and faster and faster. And everything I seem to read and talk to people about and do my research on says that we're going through a very rapid change right now and things could get rocky, but they're going to eventually get better. What are you being, uh, what's being communicated to you through or in terms of what's happening on the planet now, what the people need to know, and how should they prepare for the changes, and are the changes ultimately going to be good for us? Yeah, the, the, that's right. We're right on the edge of the new era. That comes through again and again and again, and which is the new Atlantean revival. Now, what, what I have heard is that we are all fundamentally Atlant we've had we've had lives in Atlantis so we're the, the new Atlanteans kind of already on the block as it were um and the world is getting choppy um as a result of all the new the new era winds and traumas coming through um the, the, the one message that comes through again and again and again is to ask people to meditate and, th and that is the big one telling everyone to Get yourself down to a Buddhist center or wherever you have it over there. Um, over here, you know, it's usually a Buddhist center that does a weekend meditational course. Get yourself over there, learn to meditate correctly and do it. And that's, uh, that seems to be the most important thing of all, because that then creates um, the, the inner sort of nurturing to allow us to be more spiritual. Okay. You know. How about... Um... There's also a lot of talk about, um, and it's a drip, 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 about disclosure of ETs. And many say that, listen, the government's not going to come out and say things. They'll just declassify. And it's the disclosure is actually happening right now. Any thoughts on that from uh, Thor or your uh, guides? Um, well, what they're saying is ETs happen every day. Um, they're not around. Okay. They're not around you yet, Robert, they're saying, <laughs> uh, but they could be. Um, that's interesting. They, they, um, aliens are here to assist in the new world order, they're saying, and they come through on a loop. They come in, zoom around and go out again. Some people see them uh, and a lot miss them. But the crop circles are... Do you get crop circles in America? We get, we get yes. over here. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Out in the Midwest and some where the farmlands are, and nobody knows what the, they are. Okay. Apparently, are they some messaging center for uh, extraterrestrials? The, the, okay. The crop circles are not alien as such. They're caused by past life entities or ghosts, as we would call them, um, doing their business in the field that's what they call it so they're saying the past life past life entities or ghosts or souls of those who have been traumatized come down and break through the the ley lines at that point and then everything collapses well there we are that's what i heard <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you also, last question, you mentioned ley lines quite often in the book, just for the benefit of our audience. What are ley lines and what is their significance? Ley lines are the energy beneath um, Gaia's earth soil. And they are sonar. They emit a sonic waveform, which then allows the soil to nurture itself correctly and become 
loving and kind they're saying so it it in a in a word the ley lines if they're working correctly and they were placed there by the atlanteans and you know eons before we ever existed um if they're working correctly they will allow the forests to grow and the oxygen supplies to renew and so on and the message is that the they, you know that is happening today they are being renewed um by the angelic form that come down quite frequently um and also through meditational work too so the more the more mankind meditates the more the um the ley lines will improve but they are they are energy they're, they're part of gaia's um earth healing strategy to allow the shrubs and the bushes to glow with pride they're calling it glow with self-worth and then their organic ability to heal becomes much stronger so that it's a fundamental part of life and what destroys ley lines is materialism um they a lot got destroyed by the romans um when they were rampaging around uh europe and so on so they can get destroyed but they can also be renewed but they are very very important yeah Fantastic. My special guest on Guys Guys Radio, Diana Mary Rose. The name of the book is Atlantis and Gaia, Magic, Reincarnation, COVID and Earth Healing Today. Where can our audience find out more about you, Diana, and get your book? Well, the, the book is available in uh, Walmart, uh, Barnes and Noble, is it, as well, and also, of course, on Amazon um, and, uh, and through, the, through the publisher and uh, and so on it's, it, it's it's all over the place yes google it uh i do have a website called rutland healing as well where people contact me um and uh and and, and so on yeah fantastic well thank you so much for being on guys guys radio really interesting information the book is is quite the experience to go through because it really covers so much ground and it's not straight forward step 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 it goes all over the place in a fun way and I, uh, I had a lot of fun reading it. And thank you and pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Diana Mary Rose. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's Guy's Guy Radio. See, just really, really terrific songwriter. And then his uh, solo work, All Things Must Pass and uh, Beware of Darkness and all all of those songs and from that All Things Must Pass album, just really terrific. I can't believe that more of those songs weren't included in the Beatles catalog. But if you do a lot of studying on the Beatles and you watch that uh, uh, documentary series uh, uh, about the making of Let It Be, you'll see why they kind of had to go their own way, where you had four very distinct individuals. And then we had John Lennon, and according to Diana, the Yoko relationship kind of pulled him, veered him off track to his mission and his potential of winning the uh, Nobel Peace Prize, and uh, that he had been Hiawatha in a past life. And then we have the pragmatist and the materialist Paul McCartney, who's still out there pumping out new music and going on tour, and just probably the greatest uh, pop songwriter of all time, in our lifetime at least. You can go back and say, you know, Gershwin or whoever, but Paul McCartney really has written some incredible, uh, long-lasting uh, songs that are now, you know, standards. And then you've got Ringo, who was kind of, you know, the backbeat, put it all together as, uh, as the drummer 
And he was sickly as a child and had wanted to be a doctor, but because he was sick, he started, I think, playing the drums, and he, he got to that special place with falling in line with the Beatles when Peter Best left, and his sound is unique, and his sound is perfect for the Beatles. And uh, that's, that's very, you know, it's incredible that the four of them had such a mesh in their talents. And I asked about the Rolling Stones, because I'm a huge Stones fan, and uh, she said their kind of a pre-life plan was a little bit different. She called it kind of death to us part, a long term. And she, here they are, still putting out new music here in 2023. They have an album ready to be dropped, and also they're probably going to do another tour, and Mick Jagger is turning 80, as Keith Richards will at the end of the year. And I always found the Stones being kind of more grounded than the Beatles, very different, but it's amazing that those two bands have had their own journeys, their own paths, and have lasted so long. What else did we learn today? Uh, we learned a lot about you know, the significance of Atlantis and also about um, how some things that we enjoy, like cannabis and ayahuasca, at least for some people, um, can kind of take us off our path and may not be the best things for people. And I had a very interesting comment about how the angels enjoy cannabis, which I found kind of stunning, but equally interesting. And also her take through Thor on William Shakespeare, because there's so many different theories. Was Shakespeare a bunch of different writers? Was it one person? Who was he? And I know there's a series on Gaia about Shakespeare and kind of decoding him. And one of the most fascinating characters in in literature and playwriting of all time, if not the most fascinating and interesting character and, and most uh, talented. So we, we had a lot of interesting stuff we talked about today. And I think really for me, the big learning was when we got Thor on the show, the collective that, that Diana speaks with, communicates with, and he gave me some information about what I should know, know now, which I found was spot on. And also I continued the conversation and the communications with him after the show, and uh, really got a lot of uh, helpful insights and information. So thank you, Thor. Thank you, Diana, Mary Rose. And thank you, audience, for going with me on this journey for a very different show here on Guys Guys Radio. So we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio here in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The show also rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble post worldwide every Thursday. So if you want to watch the show, you can watch the interview portion on YouTube or Rumble. We're also now on UK Health Radio all weekend long, four times every weekend. It's the world's largest talk health radio station in the world. It's digital, so you listen to it on the computer. I'm one of a group of terrific presenters who are on there every week, so I think you'll enjoy that. And I also am writing a series called Aging is a Choice for the Health Triangle magazine, which is the digital publication as part of UK Health Radio. So if you enjoy the content and the guests I bring you each and every week, the Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV, please support us by simply subscribing to our YouTube channel uh, uh, or Rumble, uh, following on Apple Podcasts, rating, reviewing, whatever. However you consume the show, please give us a shout out and a subscription. Just show us that you're there and you support us because we're doing this for you. And I'm learning as you're learning. I'm doing my very best to bring you the best guests with the best information that will help you live your best lives. 
You can also find more about me on my website, robertmanni.com. We've got 300-plus blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. We cover a lot of the topics that we uh, talk about on Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV. And while you're there, you can also download three free chapters of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is kind of the source material for everything Guys Guy. It's a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stake world of Madison Avenue. It's a lot of fun. It's a rom-com. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. It's, uh, it's a rom-com, but it is about something, and I've been told that it's, uh, it's a really fun beach read, even though it's over 300 pages. It's a good, twisty story. It's fun. It's frothy. It's fast. It's sexy, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. Again, download three free chapters on Amazon. Then you can buy the physical copy or the digital copy where you buy your books. Thank you for the support there. And at bare minimum, you get three free chapters of the book so that you can decide if you want to pick it up or not. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every week for you. I love doing the show. I've got a ton of great guests coming up over the remainder of the summer and also into the fall, covering lots of different areas. And it's just so much fun uh, doing the show and uh, talking and learning about all these experts in so many different areas. Again, I've interviewed over 750 thought leaders, and it's been my pleasure to bring you their information. So you can consider what they have to say, and that maybe some of that information can can help you live your best life. So Guys Guys Radio, I'm going to see you again next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. (laughs) 